part three chapter twenty of a vital question or what is to be done by nikolai chernyshevsky translated by nathan haskell dole eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part three marriage and second love chapter twenty the next morning dmitri does not go to call his wife to breakfast she is there with him clinging to him she is still asleep and he is looking at her and thinking what can be the matter with her what frightened her so what caused that dream stay here vierotchka i will bring thee thy tea here don't get up my dear little girl i will bring it to you and you can wash your face and not get up no i will not get up i will lie a while it is so comfortable for me here how smart you are milenki and how i love thee and now i have washed my face and now thou canst bring the tea here no first take me into thy arms and vira pavlovna long holds her husband in her embrace ach my milenki how absurd i was how did i happen to come running to your room what will masha think now i shall hear from her how i woke up in your room kiss me my milenki kiss me i want to love thee i must love thee i am going to love thee as i never loved thee before vira pavlovna's room is empty now vira pavlovna without any concealment from masha has moved to her husband's apartment how tender he is how kind my milenki and i could imagine that i did not love thee how absurd i am vierotchka now that you are calmed down tell me what you dreamed day before yesterday ach what nonsense i only dreamed as i told you that you caressed me very little but now it is good why didn't we always live this way then i should not have dreamed that horrible dream it was dreadful disgusting i don't like to think about it yes but if it had not been for it we should not be living as we do now that is true i am very grateful to her to that disgusting no not disgusting i mean splendid woman whom do you mean by she have you found some new friend beside your former beauty yes i have some woman or other called on me with such a fascinating voice much finer than bosio's and what lovely hands she had ach what wonderful beauty but all that i could see of her was her hand she herself was hidden behind the bed curtain i dreamed it at my bedside and that was the reason i gave up that bed because i had such a dream in it there was a bed curtain and that my visitor hid herself behind it but what a wonderful hand she had my dear and she sang about love and she revealed to me what the meaning of love was now i understand my dear what a stupid little thing i was because i did not understand i was a mere girl a foolish little girl my dear my angel everything has its time the way we lived before was love and the way that we live now is love some people must have one kind of love others another hitherto the one kind of love satisfied you now you need another now you are a woman my dear and what you did not want then you must have now a week or two pass vira pavlovna makes herself comfortable she is in her own room now only when her husband is not at home or when he is working or rather when he is working she often sits in his library when she sees that she disturbs him that his work requires his full attention then she does not interrupt him but such work does not often come along for the most part it is scientific work which is entirely mechanical and accordingly three-fourths of the time he has his wife by his side and at times they caress each other but one contrivance was necessary 
they had to buy another sofa a little smaller than the husband's and so vira pavlovna after dinner ensconces herself in her little sofa and her husband sits by her little sofa and takes delight in looking at her my dear why do you kiss my hand you know i don't like it oh i forgot that you considered it an affront well i am going to keep on just the same my milenki you are saving me the second time you saved me from bad people and you have saved me from myself caress me my dear caress me a month passes vira pavlovna after dinner ensconces herself comfortably on her wide little soft sofa in her room and her husband's that is in her husband's library he sat down on her little sofa and she threw her arms around his neck she bent her head to his bosom but she is lost in thought he kisses her but her melancholy does not pass away and her eyes are almost ready to shed tears Virochka, my dear what makes you so pensive vira pavlovna weeps but she says nothing no she wipes away her tears no don't caress me dear that's enough thank thee and she looks so affectionately and frankly at him thank thee thou art so kind to me kind Virochka? what is it what do you mean yes kind my dear thou art kind two days passed vira pavlovna again ensconces herself comfortably after dinner no she is not comfortable but she is lying and thinking and she is lying in her own room on her own bed her husband is sitting near her with his arm around her and he also is lost in thought no it is not this it is not my fault thinks lopukhov how kind he is how ungrateful i am thinks vira pavlovna and that is what they think she says my dear go to your room and work or else take a rest and she tries to say and succeeds in saying these words in a natural and not melancholy tone why do you drive me away Virochka? it is pleasant for me here and he tries to say these words and he succeeds in saying these words in a natural and jocular tone no go away my dear you have done enough for me go and get rested he kisses her and she forgets her thoughts and again it is sweet and easy for her to breathe thank you dear she says and kirsdnof is perfectly happy the struggle has been pretty hard this time but how much inward satisfaction it afforded him and this satisfaction will never pass away though the struggle will soon be over but it will warm his heart for a long day till the end of his life he is honourable yes he has harmonised them yes in reality he has brought them into harmony kirsdnof is lying on his sofa he is smoking and thinking be honest that means be prudent don't make any miscalculation remember the axiom remember that the whole is greater than any of its parts that is that your human nature is stronger is more important for you than every other individual tendency and therefore treasure its benefits above those which may come from any separate tendency of thine if they prove to be any way inconsistent with the whole and that's all and that means be honest and all will be well one rule and how commonplace it is and that is the whole result of science and that completely fills the volume of the laws of a happy life yes happy are those who are born with the capability of understanding this simple rule in this respect i am very fortunate of course i am very much indebted to training more probably than to nature but gradually it will develop into a general rule which will be the result of the universal training and circumstances of life yes then it will be easy for everybody to live in this world just as it is for me now yes i am satisfied 
yet i must go and call on them i have not been there for three weeks it's time even though it may be unpleasant for me i am not drawn there any more at all but it's time some of these days i will stop in there for half an hour or would it not be better to postpone it for a month it seems to me that i can yes my retreat has been well managed my manoeuvres are at an end i have passed from their sight and now they will not notice whether it's three weeks or three months since i have been to call on them and it is agreeable to think when you are away about people towards whom you have acted uprightly now i shall rest on my laurels and lopukhov in two or three days later still also after dinner comes into vierotchka's room takes his wife in his arms and carries her to her ottoman in his room rest here dear and he takes delight in looking at her she fell asleep smiling he is sitting and reading and she opened her eyes and thinks how his room is decorated there is nothing in it except what is absolutely necessary yet he has his own tastes there's a big box of cigars which i gave him last year he has not opened it yet it's waiting its time his own only luxury cigars no he has no other the photograph of that old man what a splendid face that old man has what a mixture of kindness and vigilance in his eyes and in the whole expression of his face what trouble dmitri took to get this photograph for owen's photographs are not to be had he wrote three letters two of his letters did not reach the old man the third one reached him and how long he tormented him before he succeeded in getting this really superb photograph and how happy dmitri was when he got it together with a letter from the saintly old man as he calls him in which owen as he says praised him and here is still another luxury my portrait half a year he laid up money for the sake of getting a good artist and how he and the young artist bothered me two pictures and that's all would it cost much to buy a few engravings and photographs just as i have in my room and he has no flowers while well, i have quantities in my room why shouldn't he like flowers as well as i do is it because i'm a woman what nonsense or is it because he's a serious and scientific man but kirsdnof has flowers and engravings and he too is a serious scientific man and why does he hate to give up his time to me i know that it costs him a real effort is it because he's a serious scientific man but here's kirsdnof no no he's kind kind he has done everything for me he is always ready to do anything to gratify me who can love me as he does and i love him and i am ready for anything for his sake Birochka, you are not sleeping dear my milenki why haven't you any flowers in your room very well dearest i will get some to-morrow it simply did not occur to me that it was a good thing but it is very nice and what was it that i wanted to ask you about besides oh yes do get some photographs or rather i'm going to buy you some flowers and photographs then they will surely be agreeable to me i like them for themselves but then they will be still more delightful to me but vierotchka you are getting blue again you have been thinking about your dream will you allow me to ask you to tell me something more about the dream that frightened you so much my dear i have not been thinking about it at all it is so painful for me to think about it but vierotchka maybe it would be well for me to know about it very well my dearest i dreamed that i was bored because i had not gone to the opera and i was thinking about bosio some woman seemed to call on me and at first i thought it was bosio but she kept hiding from me she compelled me to read my diary and there was nothing in it except how we loved each other but when she touched her hand to the page new words seemed to be which said that i did not love you forgive me dearie for asking one thing more 
was that all that you saw in your dream my dearest if that had not been all wouldn't i have told thee so and i have already told thee all this was said so tenderly so sincerely so simply that lopukhov felt in his heart a wave of warmth and sweetness such as one who has once experienced this joy will never forget till his dying day oh how pitiful that only a few a very few husbands can have this feeling all the pleasures of happy love are nothing in comparison with it it fills the human heart with the purest content the holiest pride in vira pavlovna's words which were spoken with a shade of melancholy rang a reproach but the significance of the reproach was this my dear don't you know that i have perfect confidence in you a wife may hide from her husband the mysterious motions of her soul such are those very relations in which they stand to each other but you my dear have so behaved that there has never been any need of hiding things from you that my heart is open before you as before my own eyes this is a great merit in a husband this great reward is purchased only by a high moral worth and whoever has deserved it has a right to look upon himself as a man of unquestionable nobility he may boldly hope that his conscience is pure and will always remain pure that his manhood will never play him false that in all trials of every sort he will remain calm and firm that fate is not reigning over the peace of his soul that from the time that he has deserved this great honour to the very last moment of his life disregarding whatever shocks to which he may be subjected he will be happy in the consciousness of his worthy manhood now we know enough of lopukhov to see that he was not a sentimental man but he was so touched by these words of his wife that his face burned Virochka, my dearest you have reproached me his voice for the second and last time in his life trembled the first time that his voice trembled it was from doubt arising from conjecturing his position now it trembled from pleasure you have reproached me but this reproach is dearer to me than all the words of love i offended you with my question but how happy i am that my bad question gave me brought me such a reproach look there are tears in my eyes the first tears that i have shed since i was a boy the whole evening long he scarcely took his eyes from her and she never once thought that he was making an effort to appear tender to her and this evening was one of the happiest of her life at least up to the present time several years after the time of which i am now telling you about her she will have a good many such days months years this will be when her children shall have grown up and she will find in them people worthy of happiness and pleasures whatever may appear in any other personal pleasure is a rare and transitory loftiness with her it is an ordinary everyday level of happiness but this is in the future which will come to her end of part three chapter twenty recording by expatria in bangor maine